0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: On the fifteenth of December at the Camden Powerhouse in London Town. Well, not Santa Claus, but me cabaret legend Lenny Beige as I host my very special Regency Rooms Christmas Extravaganza. It's an old school variety show with some of the names that made my club the talk of the town and some of the very best new acts working the circuit today. Plus there might even be a household name or two thrown in for good measure. Add to that a band of world class session players and you've got the greatest Christmas variety show out there There's literally no show like it. Tickets are from £25. Just visit ctickets.com. That's ctickets.com and enter Regency Rooms and get booking. It's holiday
1: season and that means there are stockings to be stuffed and elves to be cuffed. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, have gone global with the tools to guarantee your score under the tree and the mistletoe. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they've served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, there's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SPURS20 and get the Performance Package 4.0, which includes the lawnmower body trim and the best trim on the market for your ball's butt and body and the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer and the liquid formulations to crop preserve a ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine get two free gifts the boxes of the shed travel bag the dads can't stop talking about this the teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it whether it's for your partner dad brother friend get them something you'll actually use and it's almost sure to get a laugh get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code spurs20 that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Spurs twenty. Hello, good evening. Welcome to a very unusual Spurs show. I think in the 14 years of in the show, we've never had to record. On a weekend before. Uh, the reason being, for many of you who know, they'll be there tomorrow night, Monday. It's our very special live show at the 100 Club with Jennings, Pratt, Pearman, Bill, Chivers. And it's going to be a, a pat night. We normally do our normal weekly podcast there as well, but we thought we need to give those five players enough time as possible. So it made sense uh, for us to, to look back in an incredible week actually, with a new career, uh, the new new, uh, manager, Antonio Conte. Two games, two wins. Joining me tonight, uh, three very experienced podcasters. Firstly, all the way from Dallas Spurs. Uh, I remember his Hotspur America podcast and Internet Sensation in 2015. We'll touch about that. Six years later, International Sensation again. The man who travelled 31 hours to a pointless game at Turf Moor. Picked up, now best mates with Harry Kane. He's back, Ken Saxton. How are you, Ken? I'm
2: um, well. You know, I barely made it, Mike. We only had dinner at, at Harry's house with uh, with Kate and <laughs> <but> also. <laughs> no, brilliant man. What, what a week it's been. It's been completely surreal. Glad to be here and uh, have a chat about it.
1: Well, we're going we're go to go into detail. You can tell us about everything you did, and also, and still gladly, part of the Tottenham Hotspur furniture. And sadly, there's not many people left in the Tottenham Hotspur great furniture. Daniel Wynn returns. How are you, Daniel?
4: I'm great, Mike. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, Daniel off-air was showing me. uh, Kim Kim Edwards, uh, who has been a long-time listener, Uh, very sad to hear her auntie passed away. But, uh, Daniel, you managed to get uh, through Kim, through her auntie, a pristine, a pristine 1978 yellow
4: away kit. You showed me earlier. It's a thing of beauty, isn't it? It's an immaculate condition. I actually managed to get three shirts, two Lecoq Sportif ones as well. But I've been after the yellow Admiral Admiral one for some time, and they are as rare as hen's teeth. And yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, obviously, um, Kim's aunt lives on now, and you know, I think of every time I see that shirt. And um, unfortunately, she passed away this week. So um, yeah.
1: But I'm glad. I'm glad the thing she kept went to a, a rightful Tottenham home thank you and that's thank a that's well, uh, a beautiful thing <laughs> and finally from haters tv he was obviously there at the match and uh, done some great bits and pieces audio with antonio jerry cox returns how are you jerry i'm good i'm i'm in a good mood tonight yeah of, uh, we all yeah. are it's yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: it's quite nice to have a Sunday when you can sort of get home, have a beer, relax, and look forward to match of the day. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I was just saying, I love Sunday two o'clock kickoffs. So I was home by 4.30. I went with one of my daughters. She'd been really bad all week, so she had to come with me. And um, I'll I, I put my hands up. I left on 86 minutes. I knew, I, I know when games are finished and it was finished. Home by 4.30. Beautiful thing. Right, before we crack on and look at Brentford and Norwich and ahead to Wren and Brighton, uh, very, very quickly, a message from one of our sponsors, Get ready for the Christmas period with a free case of craft beer from Beer 52. And right now, listeners can get two extra free beers, making it ten free beers. I've had three already this evening. Very nice, very nice pale ales, some stouts. All you've got to do is go to www beer52.com slash spurs and just cover the 5.95 postage uh if you want dark beers not your thing choose the light option your case comes with the beer magazine ferment a tasty snack don't worry you can uh, change your mind pause and counsel your account at any time beers from all around the world give it a go 5.95 for 10 beers christmas is coming all those relatives you hate are coming over to the house, give them a beer 52 beer. Go to beer52beer52.com fi, slash Spurs. That's beer52.com slash Spurs. Right, let's start with you, uh, Jerry. Um on paper, two winnable games, but this is uh a team that was flailing around uh very, very low on confidence. Uh, we all know as Spurs fans, we've spoken all season that there's certain players in that team that aren't good enough to get us to where we want to be. But in fairness to Antonio, he got a tune out of them. Two wins, 2-0 against Brentford. And let's start with today's game, 3-0 against Norwich. Already uh, got contended for goal of the season, already. uh, Generally, again, there was the usual Tottenham scares and the better teams would have put the ball in the net.
5: But generally, again, another cohesive uh, performance. Yeah, and and as you say, getting he's getting the tune out of some players, and you know I, I wrote in my piece today. That there's there's two players there, Di- Eric Dyer and Ben Davis, that probably a month ago most fans, when they were talking about a clear out, would have had them gone. Um, they're playing out of their skins, you know. They, they Ben Davis is what two assists today, and uh, he, he he's caused a goal against Brentford, didn't he? Getting in the box. Eric Dyer looks like, well, he looked like Beckenbauer at one point today, you know, <laughs> striding out, launching the ball forward. That's Dave Beckenbauer, who's in uh, <laughs> Ilford. Yeah. Yes. Fruit and veg man. Frank, yeah. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then you've got Ollie, Ollie, Oliver Skitt, you know, who um, just is a, is a, you know, a force of nature. I mean, really, always very excited by him. So you can see that he's he's got them organised. He's got a few players playing, certainly at, at their potential if not above um, what we expect from them um lucas mora we know he's got that that sort of speed and that ability and that that chant that the, the goal today was a, was a belter and and you know what conte was saying afterwards was uh yeah he's got he, i want to see more of this i want to see more goals you know that was his first league goal yeah, we
1: will be saying that absolutely um
5: probably the one thing left to talk, do is try and get harry scoring yeah. again but you know today he was given it giving it a good go. And, and he was unlucky a couple of times. And he snatched at
1: the first one, the
5: lob, the yeah, lob that yeah. last
1: season. That would have been straight in the oh, net. Oh,
5: two or three. And you can see that that's confidence. Mm. And there's a little bit where he's on his, he's, he's just slow off the mark. But I think, you know, you sort of hope that if he gets one, it'll, it'll come back, you know, like um, you used to have that drought in September and then suddenly the goals will start rolling. And maybe, maybe that's, um, that's just around the corner, but I, I, I think the signs are good. You know, I, Take out the European games, please. But um, you know, it's four league games, one goal conceded. That's that's the foundation for success. You know, that's basically exactly what Thomas Tuchel did at Chelsea last year. He came in and just stopped them conceding goals. Every good manager knows if you're conceding goals, you're not getting anywhere. If you if you cut down the goals against column, you've got a chance. And um, you know, as I say, one goal conceded in four games in the league, and you know they're, they're sort of climbing their three. Well, two two points behind West Ham in fourth with a game in hand. Yeah. I know it's all, you know, it's Tottenham, so <laughs> don't get excited. But, you know, can't can't complain. Daniel, what I've what I've
1: done this season, I know it must be quite difficult for you. I'd love to get your take on when you're commentating a game, especially beginning of the season, last season, it's not very good, but you've got to paint a certain picture. You've got to be up, you've got to be positive. And you must be tired putting that microphone away, going, Oh, that was just, you know, awful. You've obviously seen in, in just the, especially the last two games at home that suddenly you can see and and, and Conte on the touchline is 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 worth the admission alone. He's constantly moving hands on head today. The first half we look so low at times we're making mistakes, but you can see the players looking over to him. They're buying into what they're doing. We're hunting in packs. There's three going after the ball going together. There's more cohesion there. Um, and, and especially the Suns'
4: goal, I thought was a lovely team move, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, there's a great comment in the program today in the interview with Oliver Skip. He's a young player, and he says, I have to learn from the best one of the best managers out there. His record speaks for itself, and that's showing in his game. And you know, agree with everything Jerry said about the players that look transformed. Ben Davies, I like to add Matt Doherty to, to that. He came on for 15 minutes and he showed what he did at Wolves. You know, he did, he did more in the 15, 20 minutes than Tanganga did all game. He was going forward. He did the assist for the third goal. You, you know, it was, he looks good. He looks good. I mean, even Sessignon, he's playing with confidence. He took the men on a couple of times. All right, the end product wasn't always there, but you know, he's bulked out a bit. His time away in Germany last year seems to be paying dividends now. He looks a player and, you know, the fans responded. They sang his name today, which I know that was a question that Jerry asked of him after the game. But, um, you know... And, there's a real different feel about the place now. And, yeah, the fans are buying into him. And a regular uh, Spurs show listener, Danny King, was in the uh, Touchline Club on Thursday night, and he was watching Antonio Conte and chasing every ball, shouting oh, at every instruction.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that, that Conte cam, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's great value. Mm, absolutely. Ken, I mean, you've had an extraordinary uh
1: Couple of weeks, uh, coming over with your partner from uh, over from uh, was what have was you, Washington or Dallas? You... Da- well, Dallas and via Washington,
2: we had a layover
1: in via Washington. Washington. I saw you take the fight from Washington. Uh, obviously, y- y- you, you like many Spurs fans, were obviously the furthest <coughs> pointless journey to Burnley. <coughs> you then tweeted it, fans retweeted it, and then Harry Kane's people presumably picked up on it. Um, but you managed to see, the, obviously, the Brentford game and Norwich, correct? Correct. And what was it like? you were last over 2015.
2: Well, I was over in 2015. That was my only opportunity to, to see us play at White Hart Lane. Uh, one yeah. match, one match only. And that was uh, the, the, the last match of the season against Hull. We were over in 2019 uh, for the new stadium. And I was able to see us in a uh, Champions League group qualifier against Olympiacos that we won 4-2 after going 2-0 down. Yeah. That was, that was
1: one of the Jose's early games, wasn't it?
2: Yes, yes. I, I've got a knack for coming over right as managers are starting up, it seems. So on behalf of a lot of the
1: overseas fans, I mean, obviously, so, millions watched us avidly at stupid o'clock in the morning or the evening or whatever. What was it like to, to be there and, and, and sense the atmosphere? In? And did you think the atmosphere sort of got better since you were last here or worse? What was your take on it, on the, on the crowd? The-
2: I think currently these last two matches, Brentford and Norwich, it was not the same as it was for the Champions League group stage match against Olympiacos. Maybe that's because it's Champions League, right? And, and it's it's a completely different animal. The the south stand, I, I've got to applaud those folks for the Brentford match. I was in the middle of it, and it was it was fantastic. For this match, I was I was down in 102, and I was they were just off to my right, and that's where you heard the noise coming from the entire match. Uh, that that 17,000. Stand uh creates the atmosphere. It, it's almost like the rest of the stadium has to feed off of them. It's it's really on them and 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 Conte, I guess, to a to an extent.
3: Mm.
1: No, that's why, right. jerry I, I've noticed the last few games. I, I don't know if it's happened all season, but the players come out. The, 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 I, I don't remember I'm just getting old, but the music seems to be getting louder pre-match. There's this thing. <laughs> the players come out. There's I don't know how to pronounce it. There's obviously how well their marketing team are doing. Kumho Kumho Tyres come around. They've got their own jingle, which has got nothing to do with football. You think with all this advertising money, they go to some musician, hey, do a Tyres jingle, but with a Tottenham Chaz and Dave theme or whatever. Then there's this new music uh, before, which I don't know what it is. And it kind of kills the atmosphere. What I used to love, especially midweek games, I used to love to hear... Fans coming in, the noise building. It's like at Wembley Stadium, you're drowned out by noise, everything goes quiet, and then the fans get going. It may, maybe next time you're 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 there, maybe you can have a word with uh some of the marketing geniuses at Tottenham.
5: Well, I mean <laughs> I would love to I would love to do something about it. Um it's long been a bugbear of mine. No, oh, is le- it
1: okay good? You know, oh,
5: the noise. <laughs> I always think there's that, you know, every football club has some DJ. Who's on an ego trip and would just pump out his own choice of music as loud as possible even if there's no one left in the stadium and for a journalist you know back in the old days i mean pre flummy, I mean, pre-internet pre sort of e- email and, and laptops we used to phone copy over if you can imagine um you know you'd write it out on slate and then you would phone <laughs> it over uh, this is when, when it was played in black and white yeah and um but you know i can remember being at grounds and you might be a Brentford or Fulham, the old, you know, in the, in the third division, and the tannoy be playing full blast an hour after the whistle as You're trying to dictate copy, <laughs> and you're thinking, who are they trying to impress? I was, I was at West Ham Chelsea yesterday, right? And I know the DJ there is a heavy metal fan, and mm. and it's thrash metal. <laughs> Remember that awful, awful Finnish band who won Eurovision a few years ago with a sort of it was that pre-match, yeah. post-match, half-time, uh, the, the greatest invention, I recommend them to anyone, uh, uh, Apple AirPods. You know, I've got my noise cancellation. Yeah. When I've got it right at uh, halftime or on the final whistle, just put the pod, AirPods in, noise cancellation, and, wow. and get on with it. But, yeah, it's oh, – it, I hate it. I mean, I guess it is a sign of getting old, but I I, I genuinely have never met anyone who loves, loves it. That. That music, you know. But for
1: years we had, you know, Willie Morgan, you know, A1 Records, Derek Records, available from Loppy Lugs Records, and all these 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 things, and it would be chart music. Okay, yeah. I don't listen to chart music anymore. But you know, even I mean, I was listening on the way home, Talk Sport or Radio Five, and they went to uh, the report QPR, and you could hear in the background Christmas music playing, all yeah. the old
5: stuff. I went, ah, oh, this is what I want. Yeah. I give me a bit of Slade and Wizard just before Christmas. Being, you I get none being of that now. Back in the 80s, one Boxing Day, I think it was, Freezing Cold Day, and they had George Michael and and Andrew Ridgely on the pitch, and they were playing Wham!, you know, Last Christmas or whatever. Mm. Everyone just singing along with it, dancing along. That's what you want, not... Yeah. It's funny you say that oh, they were in the
4: Chanticleer before the game, as well. Oh, really? And I was a member in there, and I got a signed photo from both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, well, that's the title <laughs> of the show. Wow, I'm in the Chanticleer.
0: <laughs> <That's> that <sorted.
1: laughs> Fantastic. I don't know. I just think if you've got sponsored music, someone at Tottenham should be going, Yes, you can have your own music, but these are the things. It's got to be this theme, this theme, or whatever. Tottenham in it. It's just, just this noise, this dirge. Well, anyway,
5: just, just to finish that, back, yeah. back in the day, when I used to do Spurs club call, oh, which, if you remember that, you know the L yes. eight nine eight blah blahdy blah, blah, blah yeah. and and the first the thing I was told was just don't give them the score for at least three minutes, keep them on the line, <laughs> we make more money. Um, but at the end of the game, I'd have to do some interviews, and then I'd package them up with a with a sort of a, I had a cassette tape and a double cassette deck. You know, this is real high technology, and a whole C ninety cassette. Of Chaz and Dave jingles, really related club call related jingles. Wow. and they were fantastic! You know, Have you still I, got them. I haven't got it. No. I, 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 mean, I, I, I,
1: fine. I worked with Chaz Hodges uh quite a few years. There's a BBC Four documentary, Last Orders, which I've actually the beginning and introduced him at the O2, and I kind of put that together. And he, when I was and I when I was sort of working with him, he actually said to me, Oh could you get me some more jingle work? He was up for doing right, um, film music, t- incidental music, I think is yeah. the correct term. That If you found that, Chaz wow. and Dave just doing Tottenham jingles that have never heard the light of day.
4: Do you remember wow. about 10 years ago, there, uh, there was an advert that was always on the big screen, either before the game or, or at halftime. I think it was Anderson Construction. It was them loading up a van and it was to a Chas and Dave song, but their own lyrics to it. it
5: wow. brilliant. Yeah. There you are. I, know. I think Chaz and Dave, the bootleg tapes, has got to be probably the most collectible C90 in the business, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um, Ken, let's go back to the 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 Norwich game. Obviously, still things to be done. Norwich had a great chance, two minutes in. Second half, they missed. Two absolute sitters. How one put what, six yards out, I think that would have made it one all. Uh, then, then I think at two nil, they, the substitute came on and completely mishit a shot as well. Uh, also, sort of patching in Brentford. Brentford, okay, didn't have as many chances as Norwich, but there's still, still things to be done at the back. There's still little errors from Sanchez, Dyer, giving the ball away. Do, do you still, do you think he's going to stick with, I mean, I'm, and, and Jerry's right, Davis has was, been tremendous again. Do you think these players thinking there's a chance, or do you still think that hopefully, given the money in January, you, we're still going
2: to see improvements at the back? Uh, yeah. You know, the January window is always such a difficult window to try to predict, right? You, are, are there players out there that, that can truly be had, contract running out, whatnot, and teams just want to make a little bit of money before losing them on a free, and, and they've already kind of tossed in the fact that they're not going to, do anything well in, in their current division, right So it's always a very tough sell. there's there's rumors out there of Conte wanting to go a little younger so the the Stefan DeVry and you know some of the names that have been kind of bantied about these first couple of months may not come to fruition if that holds true. However I, I, under Conte he asks a lot of his players and and you you, you look back at his history and it that those transitional periods that it where it takes a little bit of time, to understand the system that he wants to play. There was a lot of time tonight where either Davis or, or Dyer were pushing forward, and it was Hoybier and Skepp kind of looking at each other right quick because <laughs> I, I like to pay attention to that midfield yeah. and who drops back. And so there, there's a lot of give and take, right? That When, when that when that center back decides to, to, to move forward, one of those back three or two of those back three, who fills in those positions? And when the ball gets put into the mixer and, and all the play is in the final third, You know, maybe there is still a little bit more there from a system standpoint, more so than maybe from a manpower standpoint, if that makes any sense. I think that we have at every position players who can do the job. Mm. I don't think we've had the system that allows those players to go and do that job since the 2017-18 season, right?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point. Daniel, you mentioned there, Matt Doherty. I actually, when I saw the team sheet today, I actually thought he should have started today. When I saw, I like Tanganga, but he's not a natural fullback. He doesn't have the pace to bomb four, and I was a bit like, well, you know, uh, but I think you're right. Doherty did well. Sessegnon, obviously, after that ridiculous sending off uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh Region's a slight worry there, Daniel. I don't know how serious that was. I saw the interview with Conte afterwards. Apparently there was a problem pre-match and they decided he could play.
4: At the end of the Brentford game, he sort of went down and um and I thought, is he gonna start today? And to me that was an indication that mm. maybe he is fit because Tessignon obviously can't play on Thursday, right? That's so right. That means yeah. he's got to have to play again. And if Regulon's out now on Thursday night, they'll probably play there. Ben Davis is doing really well in the back three. So what yeah. does he do? So I guess time will tell on that. But um, no, it's, yeah, you know, he's got that formation. He likes to stick to it. And it's been very successful for him. And we are seeing players playing the way that they were intended to play when they were bought for us. You know, Doherty, Doherty, whatever you call him, you know, mm. he's a case in point there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go to a quick
1: break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead at uh, quite a tricky game, I think, on Thursday. We're going to be interested to in get your how important you think Thursday's game is, and then Brighton away. Back in a couple of minutes.
4: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the
1: shopping precinct... Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back for the break. Don't forget, I mean, this is going out Sunday night. For those of you free tomorrow night, last time I checked, there's some standing available um, I think there's a couple of meet and greets as well. Tomorrow night, our big Christmas show at 100 Club, the first one we've been able to do because of COVID for two years. Myself and Theo Delaney, with Martin Chivers, Pat Jennings, John Pratt, Steve Perman, and Phil Bill commemorating the 50th anniversary of us becoming the first British club to win two major European trophies. Go to Uh, You'll see what's available There. Uh, For those of you as well, still maybe for Christmas, get a Spurs season ticket, Spurs show season ticket, getting you into all these monthly events after December 1. If you go to season.spurshow.net, it's like a tenner a month for two tickets. And at the end of January, we have ex-Tottenham manager David Pleat with us. That's going to be a fascinating look back. At that great, great 86-87 team. And the work that Polite has done behind the scenes at Tottenham for many, many years. There will be some really, really good stories there. Also, uh, if you want a daily uh, news show, go to patreon.com slash show And finally, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And leave us a nice review on iTunes. Jerry, um, looking ahead to Thursday. I, 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 I mean, I'm I, sure Daniel will know this. We've got this game against Wren where we have to win... Uh, which could get us into a, the playoffs, where we play uh, one of the Europa League teams that have dropped out um, of the Europa League. It could be Celtic. Quite a there's quite a lot of big teams in there. Uh, Ren, I think they won a game today. Ren are doing very, very well. They won, yeah, exactly. They've already qualified. How much importance do you think Antonio is going to put on this game? Does he really want us to get us through guaranteeing probably another 10, 12, 16 games this season?
5: Well, it, Antonio will never want to lose a game of football. I mean, that's that's hot, hardwired into his DNA. He doesn't want to lose games. So there's that. There's that for a start. Um, the competition itself, and and the number of games, and the you know the, the 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 sort of credibility if they go all the way and win it, is that worth the distraction it might be to sort of what is now a realistic tilt at the top four, but a very tough you know tough one because United are, are, are resurgent again as well. You know, I I think Tottenham's whole mentality all season the, the sort of ambiguity about how importantly to take the Europa Conference League. has has been reflected in their performances. I mean, (laughs) I I, I don't think... terrible. terrible. You turn up at the games not knowing if you actually want to be in it or not be in it. And I'm I'm sure the players and the staff feel the same. Well, Ben Davis said uh, the the game,
1: I think it was the one we lost against Vitesse. He went, "Um, players, we we found it difficult to get up, to get up for this game. You go, you're pretending to press this. So clearly
5: you're right there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you said to me... We'll go out of that, but then be fully focused on domestic success. You know, League Cup, FA Cup, and 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 top four. Um, I draw for the, draw for the FA Cup's tomorrow night, isn't it? Third round, right? Okay, so yeah, yeah. It's tomorrow and, night. You know, there's a there's a I mean, a really interesting League Cup game Absolutely. against West Hand coming up. You know, yeah. so um, where does the Conference League? I, mean, I know what you mean. Down. It's way down the list, really, isn't it? Yeah.
1: the The interesting thing, Daniel, is is that. The reason I've liked the competition, especially since Antonio's there, I want to see the second string players be given a chance and do it. Deli Ali, Undumbele, Bergwine, Rodon, Galini. There's players there. Lacelso, I know he's been he's been injured, but I, I don't put Lo Celso starting in the first team in a, in, a, in a Premier League game. There's players there you want to see. Now, what we've seen so far is clear they're not good enough, clearly not up for it. All this competition has shown us so far is players that would probably, if we can get the money for them, move on in January.
4: What I want to see is Tom and Hotspur winning every competition they take part in. <laughs> and Antonio Conte, I mean, Jerry said it himself, you know, Antonio Conte's DNA is made up of winning. He's not going to want to show his new boss, six or seven, eight games in, whatever it is, that he's not taking the competition seriously, in my opinion. I think he's going to go for it. You know, okay, if we go out and we win 3-0 and, you know, um, the other lot win 6-0, then, okay, yes, we're out. But you've got to give it a go. You have to give it a go. And the last time we won a European competition, it was the third tier competition in Europe. Nobody, It was different. There was only one team in the European Cup, as it was, and then the Cup winner's Cup. So different times, granted, but it's this big, shiny trophy. And if Spurs are in Europe, that has to be a good thing. That allows us to attract players. OK, it's the first year of, of this competition. I'm not saying it's the build and end all. Of course it's not. But then there's no guarantees, if we do go out of it, that we will st- stake a claim for fourth place or we'll do well in the FA Cup, etc. Each competition, on its merits, face value, if you're in it, you're, you're in it to win it. Ken, do you think uh, if we go and beat Wren... And then
1: find out that uh, Vitesse Arnhem have beaten Mura and scored more goals, and we're out on goal difference. I don't think many Tottenham fans are going to be crying hope crying on the way back, back home. We're going to go well because we it was losing to Mura, losing to Vitesse Arnhem didn't it? Okay, we've done well against Ren, we've won, but we're out. I mean, that's a s- scenario take, or, or are you desperate to get into the
2: playoffs? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> a European trophy. And it's the first time that this competition has been played. How, how spursy is it that there's an opportunity there and, and we not go out and and do our best to go and and achieve that goal. I I don't see that. And, And to the point that, you know, a couple of guys spouted about earlier, it, it, this is something. This is not in Conte's blood to just go. Oh, we're going to go there and just run around the pitch a bit, and and then come home and win or lose, win, lose or draw. I'm happy. That is not the case. Like I cannot see that being the case. There's there's also something to be said about is it just Conte? Is 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 this a club wide issue from Levy down that says what is important to us? And and given given the the, the latitude that Conte apparently has with this team and as you said it gives an opportunity for some of these players but we we watch Norwich and we watch brentford and, and listen it's narch and brentford don't get me wrong but we're still not seeing this first team squad fire on all cylinders what is it that we're really truly expecting from a second and possibly even some of these third team you know does a dylan markendi or, or a harvey white or some player like that get an opportunity in some of these lower level competitions but what kind of chemistry do they have with the team It's not going to be for a lack of trying. I think it'll be more so a lack of not fully understanding the system. Would I like to see us advance? I'd like to see us lift that cup. That's what I'd like to see as a fan.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I think it will be a good crowd because when when they put the tickets on sale, it was before the last game and we all kind of worked out this will be the game. Whoever wins will finish top. That was kind of in our heads, and now it's kind of changed. But I think I think I paid twenty five quid for my ticket. I think it will be. I know it's another the lower tier that's open again, I believe. But I think it will be a good atmosphere. And what I like about this game, it does give Spurs fans an opportunity who normally can't get a ticket for a Premier League game to show up with you know family, young kids, and all that. Well, we'll see. And then Jerry on, I think yes, yeah, Sunday again. Brighton away. I still haven't go over that game we lost when that guy Connolly scored and Luis dropped the ball and was out for ages. And that was like another awful game under Pochettino. Luckily, Brighton, who everyone was going, Oh, Potter should be the next Spurs manager. Yeah. Since that call, they've kind of gone backwards a
5: bit, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, they, well, they're drawing a lot of games, yeah. aren't they? That seems to be their, their problem. I, I think everyone was. You know, most people who watch Brighton closely say they play really good football, but they they just don't score enough goals and, and so on. So, you know, I don't, know if I, I, I couldn't tell you if Graham Potter is is a is a candidate to be a top level manager or not. Really, I mean, he hasn't been there that long, has he? Mm. But um, and they haven't, you know, let's let's be honest, they haven't torn up any trees. You know, they're not, they're not they're not challenging for a for a European spot. So who's to say? But I mean, I was at that game at Brighton. Um, got friends down there, and they said, and one of them used to be a Spurs, used to be a Spurs fan. He used to go back in the eighties. You know, we would meet up at the Antwerp Arms and go to, and then he moved down to Brighton and just got a season ticket there with his wife. And he said, well, come down for the weekend. You know, we'll, we'll and we'll go to the game if you're working, and if you remember, it was straight after the uh, the Bayern Munich day, right,
1: Yeah yeah and was, we
5: all said you know, the beer reaction come on whatever and it was as a yeah. game of my <laughs> god <got> <laughs> um i remember eric dyer and this was this was probably the end of eric dyer as a midfielder he was thrown back into midfield when he hadn't played all season he'd been injured and so on and he was so off the pace hugo broke his uh, you know fractured his shoulder knee and uh collarbone and you know, I know a couple of people who a couple of the T V guys who people who were down in the uh, tunnel and heard him screaming in pain, they said it was horrendous, you know. So it was just a terrible, terrible day. And that kid who scored to two goals is Aaron Connolly. It's yeah. barely been, barely been seen
1: since. There's always <laughs> no, we, Tottenham, isn't it? These players you call from up nowhere. To the up. Yeah, you these call greatest games of their careers I gets
5: yeah, up. yeah 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 there's always that isn't there there's probably some <laughs> lad in Slovenia who's um you know, yeah will <laughs> be dining out for 25 yeah. years <laughs> anyway um I, I you know you can never say you, with any certainty but you sort of hope it's not going to be as as terrible as that again mm. um and you know as as we said going into this little run if Burnley had been played yes you know, there's three winnable games straight away. Yeah. Um, Burnley away as well, and they won two without conceding a goal. If you added, um, if you add this one, Leicester away, you know Leicester. Well, Leicester, Leicester just lost were. today.
1: Vit- uh, yeah. just, uh, Vit- uh, just beating Leicester
5: two yeah. so one. So as we know, there's yeah. another couple. I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool's the big one, isn't it, coming up? But before that, there's a chance for Spurs to sort of put some points on the board, and suddenly start being taken seriously again. Daniel, Brighton on ninth ninth position on
1: 20 points. You're right. They've won four, drawn eight, yep. but yeah. only lost three. Yeah. Uh, we've only drawn one uh, so far this season. We're currently played 14 on minus one goal difference. Uh, Brighton on minus two, 25 points, two points off West Ham. Yep. Uh, uh, again, if, if, we want, if we want to go top four, <laughs> it's a game we're going to go and win, isn't it? Absolutely, you
4: know, all things considered, considering some of our results this season, yeah, we're still up there. We're in contention. I think we've got the best home record in the Premier League, as much as victories. Oh, really? I don't think oh, anyone's really? won more okay. home games than we have. Wow! Um, so yeah, it's it's not all over. It's not all doom and gloom, and there's lots to be positive about. And you know, we said that at sort of mid-November onwards, there's winnable games, and we had to get a point on the ball, All right, Burnley was called off, unfortunately. Ken's moment of glory and um, you know we've we've got the points so far and there's still winnable games coming up as you said Brighton next week uh, Leicester to come and who knows if we can pick up points in those games confidence going into the Liverpool game beat West Ham in the League Cup like Jerry, I was at West Ham yesterday I got a last minute corporate hospitality uh, ticket literally smack next to the director's box and they were all slating Antonio they do not like him there couldn't believe what I was listening to.
1: Really? Yeah, that's interesting.
4: Ken, tell us a bit about Dallas Spurs. Anyone uh,
1: Tottenham fans happen to be in Dallas? Want to go and watch a game at Dallas Spurs? Maybe you're doing some sort of JR and Bobby Ewing uh, pilgrimage. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Show my age. Uh, but what, 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 where where did the game, where did the games watched with Dallas Spurs?
2: So there's a uh, there's a pub in in Plano, Texas, which is just kind of north, just barely north of Dallas. Uh, called The Staggering Irishman, or I think it's now maybe just <laughs> the called The Irishman. The Staggering
1: Irishman, Irishman. <laughs> wow.
2: Yes, yes. Wow. Um, and, and <laughs> you know, they, they pack that place pretty much every weekend. We We do have a partner brewer... Um, Who's owner and and, and uh, brewmaster, I guess it is 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 a massive Spurs fan and, and he's a, a part of our group as well. and he has hosted some of our larger events, the uh, uh, in fact, the Champions League final. he hosted at the brewery, Shut it down. big one love two huge projectors on the wall, hundreds of people in there. So this is not just a small little you know fifteen 20 person uh, conglomerate. it's been around now. Oh, goodness, we're pushing eight eight or nine years, I believe now for for Dallas Spurs um probably around 400 members who renew every single year to do this yeah wake up at 6 a.m and or, or you know dark zero dark 30 however you want to call it uh to make their way to the pub 8 a.m today uh, and they were, they were all there yeah
1: and uh, described you know uh, you know uh, luckily we've got listeners from all around the world you know a lot obviously in around london and go to games. describe for you and your partners what it likes to travel so far to come, to come and follow a, a sport that historically was not big in America. Obviously, its, it's soccer's become a big thing now. Yeah. What, what's it? And 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 what is it that makes you so into it? To go, no, we're going to go that way. Really immerse yourself in, in it. You know, what what's that feel like? You know,
2: Mike, I, I described this to somebody today. One of my one of my friends here that that we were here to see as well. Right, there is something different about the premier league and against all the other teams that i've supported i'm, I'm 53 years old and, and I'm you know my wife and i were dallas star season ticket holders for for the nhl she's a huge cowboys fan we both love the texas rangers for baseball we go there it is a goods and services type of thing right we buy tickets we go to the met games we we are well invested very emotionally invested but that's it with this when i buy a ticket when i buy a plane ticket when i when i rent a flat when we do everything that we've done I feel like I'm investing in the club, and I feel like the club turns that back around and reinvests itself into the fan base. Maybe not every fan sees it that way, but from overseas, when you come over, you're invested. This is a complete investment, not only in yourself and your time, but in, you feel like you're investing in the club as well. You know, I, I tell people I've, I've been a, a sports fan for probably 45 of my 53 years since I was a little boy. Tottenham's logo is the only thing from a sports related standpoint that I have tattooed on my body. That's, that's wow. the investment. If you I want to know where, what I want to ask means.
4: where. Yeah.
2: Uh, left calf. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Can, left calf.
4: Can you mention the invo- the emotional investment Just share yeah. with everybody? I'm sorry. I'm doing Mike's job for him now. Sorry. But um, share, share the experience that you and I had when I first met you in 2015, your,
2: your first sight of the stadium, the inside of the stadium at White Hart Lane, uh, emotional. It, it, you you it, it simply takes your breath away because you it's like one of those things you only read about in books. It's like going to to Rome and seeing the Colosseum physically versus seeing it in a history book. As as fans and and Simon Dodsworth, the the, the chairman of of Dallas Spurs, uh, and and also my partner in podcasting, right? He is he is so well invested in the history. Of Tottenham that he almost forces you as a friend of his to understand and learn that history along, you know, with him. He would do bits on the podcast about it and whatnot, little trivia bits. And and understanding what happened in that stadium over the course of all those decades, all those dozens upon dozens of years, and the the importance that it plays. So that when you're a new fan, Gareth Bell isn't your isn't your favorite player. Harry Kane isn't your favorite player. My favorite player was Dave Mackay, based on history. And so when you walk into that pitch. It was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. It's very emotional, even in today's stadium. Not as much history in that particular stadium, but it sits on that site. And people understand that and they go to that match and recorded their you know particular match into that stadium. and I see that same reaction in a lot of people. It's tears. It's it's cutting onions. It is it is it is that emotional.
1: It's a beautiful so. thing, and that's despite the awful tire uh, uh, music. Uh, <laughs> I went with my <laughs> eight-year-old daughter today, who doesn't normally yeah. go, and we're walking down the high road, and she was asking me, I can't remember, various questions. And I sort of said, you know, your fifth generation of the, the uh, my family fifth generation, coming great grandfather, used to go in the nineteen tens to see this it's incredible and now this affliction has passed on to you a life of abject misery and (laughs) disappointment and deep deep depression and you can't buy that kind of experience really so there we are well look guys it's been lovely having your ken it's so lovely to have you safe journey tomorrow uh you and your partner i hope it's not too long till you come back hope you come back and we're back in the champions league or doing some uh, away trips together—that would be—that would be nice.
2: That would be outstanding.
1: Uh, Jerry, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see yes. you tomorrow, Joe. The Hundred Club. Looking uh, forward to for that special Christmas show. Daniel, lovely to see you again. Likewise, thank uh, you. And uh, until uh, next time, come on, you Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at PlaybackMedia.co.uk